Let's open our Bibles to Hosea chapter 2, 14 and 15 from the message translation. Hallelujah. I will read it. And now here is what I'm going to do. I'm going to start all over again. I'm taking her back into the wilderness where we had our first date. And I will quote her. I will give her bouquet of roses. I will turn heartbreak valley into acres of hope. She will respond like she did as a young girl those days when she was fresh out of Egypt. Tonight, my word is on heartbreak valley into acres of hope. Hallelujah. This is the word the Lord uh, stirred up in my spirit, spoke to me. And I pray that just as it ministered to me, it will minister to you. Heartbreak valley. Everybody open your mouth. My heartbreak valley into acres of hope. Another version says the valley of I call or the valley of trouble into a door of hope. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Tonight, in the midst of heartbreaking moments, Jesus comes with hope. He is our hope. Hallelujah. Amen. He has not come with hopelessness. He has come with hope. Amen. How many of you are going through some heartbreaking moments? Hallelujah. How many of you are going through some pain? How many of you are going through a valley where you don't have any answer? How many of you are going through things that you don't know how to deal with it in life? How many of you are going through life and you think life is not fair? Hallelujah. There are heartbreaking moments that we go through. Sometimes we don't know who to speak to. We don't know who will understand us. But the Bible says, a heartbreaking valley into acres of hope. Why it's an acre of hope? You know, sometimes he says, how much is that acre? How many acres are there? How much will it cost for me to buy that? How much is that acres of land? To buy acres of land, you have to pay a price. To make, give us the acres of hope. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Lord Jesus Christ had to die on the cross. He became, hallelujah, the hope of our lives. He is our hope. Christ in us, the hope of glory. He died. He rose again. He's seated with Jesus in the heavenly places. He conquered death and hell and sickness. And he chose to reside in us. And the Bible says because he resides in us, it is the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Expect glorious things in your life. He became the acre of hope. Hallelujah. From the heartbreaking valley into the acre of hope. He purchased that hope through the blood. Hallelujah. God had to send his son to purchase hope for us. Tonight, we have that hope. 1 Peter 1.3 says, He has begotten us into this living hope. Hallelujah. Living hope means life is going to start again. If the life is stopped or stuck, hallelujah, it's life-giving hope. Hallelujah. Open your mouth and say, I have life-giving hope through our Lord Jesus Christ. This hopeless seasons, hopeless times that we are living in, where we don't have answers, the Lord is saying, answer is hope. Expect in hope. Expect great things from the present of God. How many of you, hallelujah, praise God, don't have, hallelujah, anything to expect from people anymore, governments anymore, hallelujah, we don't have, hallelujah, we, we, we don't have answers from the intellectual strength, military strength, vaccine strength, all our hope is in one 
place and that place is hallelujah the, is is the heavenly place and that person who can give you hope his name is Jesus Christ the son of the living god the bible says he's begotten us you're born again why to into this living hope the bible says hallelujah through the resurrection of our lord jesus christ oh i love that word which means our hope is so powerful this hope is as powerful as resurrection it comes from the resurrection power this hope is so powerful why it comes through the resurrection it has got it carries the resurrection power of god it can resurrect you out of any situation it is the living hope hallelujah praise god isaiah 49 23 says anyone who put their hope in the lord shall never be put to shame hallelujah acre of hope in the heartbreaking valley so many people are loose breaking their hearts they are losing their loved ones hallelujah praise god there are many people in the hospitals there are many people who thought that corona will not have a say in their lives but corona is hallelujah showing his ugly face and the lord is saying i will make this heartbreaking valley into a door of hope into acres of hope look in the bible where does the hope starts adam and eve the bible says when they sinned they lost the consciousness of the righteousness of god they became hopeless hallelujah sin took their hope but somewhere hallelujah while they were hiding in that bush they were hopeful that christ that god will come and find them that christ will come and find them if you want to think about hope in a valley situation where you have lost all hope that consciousness will only come back when you think about jesus only jesus carries that hope when you say jesus hope comes everybody say jesus everybody say jesus when you say jesus the hope will return hallelujah for his god in the old testament they would have remember that loving god hallelujah they would have looked at that tree of life which symbolized jesus and suddenly hope came hallelujah the hope came hallelujah he came looking for them and he offered the best provision what was that the bible says the blood was shed so that the sons and daughters who fell hallelujah through his son jesus and his blood in the old testament it was the lamb that was slain now the symbolic adam and eve found hope again life started again let me tell you tonight whatever hopeless situation that you are in life starts again when you put your faith in the blood of jesus christ life will not be stuck hallelujah the corona will try to put an end to your life hallelujah there are things hallelujah that is questioning hallelujah from us moving into ministry moving into serving god 
There are things that are questioning to gather us as a church, whether it will ever happen, whether life will ever start again, how the life is going to be. But we have this hope. We have this living hope, life-giving hope. Life will start again for your people. Hallelujah. Open your mouth and say, life will start again for us in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. A sickness cannot stop us from living the full life that Christ has for us. He has come to give us life. Ah, life all it's abundantly come on church tonight that abundance will not be stopped because of a demonic sickness you will live your children will live your generation will live hallelujah because we have this living hope hallelujah amen that is where we have to center our thoughts on have center on life on hope hallelujah you know, sometimes somebody said, you know, a great man of God said, because we have offered no provision for our sons and daughters who fought, many of our Adams and many of our Eves and the children still hiding in the bushes. Why? Let your children know about the provision of God's love. Since we have not shown us to our teenagers, to our children, hallelujah, praise God, they are still hiding in the bush. <laughs> to our husbands and to our wives. Come on, let's get them out of the bush. Let's release the provision that is through the blood. Let us release love into their hearts and give them an opportunity to look to this hope. Come on church tonight. If it's a good time to put a praise break, take a praise break and say, Rabba Khara showed Hamas to Rome Pradoste. Let the life start again. Let the hope return again. Let the living hope return again. Hallelujah. In the valley of Akkor, the valley of trouble, a door of hope, acres of hope. Oh, hallelujah. Hope through the blood. Hallelujah. Victory through the blood. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Sometimes we have to offer this hope to people. Have you ever, one man of God said it like this, have you ever, hallelujah, carry the guilt of having a condescending attitude about another person's weakness? Have you been guilty of having a condescending, condescending attitude about another person's weakness and he goes on to say how can we dare to think that we can access the soul cleansing blood that delivers us from the cesspool of our secret sins and look down on another man's hallelujah weakness another member of christ's body in disdain in other words he's saying if this blood has given us hope and if somebody else needs it don't condense it don't look down upon him from a superior attitude of now we are all clenched we are all good we have hope but you hopeless I mean don't look down upon it said how dare we do it <laughs> hallelujah so tonight let's give an opportunity to taste this hope hallelujah for everyone in their valley hallelujah let them also taste and see the acres of hope. Hallelujah. The NET Bible says opportunity for hope in the valley of trouble. Let's give them that opportunity. Hallelujah. Hope is the starting point of our breakthrough. Hallelujah. 
Hope is the starting point. Why we need to have hope? Because hope is the starting point of our breakthrough. I've written the scripture in Psalm 42, verse 11 in the Passion Translation says, So I say to you, my soul, don't be discouraged. Don't be disturbed, for I know my God will break through for me. Then I will have plenty of reasons to praise the Lord all over again. Yes, He is my saving grace. Yes, He is my saving grace. The Passion Translation is saying, there I will have plenty of reasons. Why? I know my God will break through for me. Hallelujah. I know God will break through for me. So I praise the Lord all over again. Hope. Another version, in the usual version, he says, hope in God, yet praise Him. Hope in God. Hope is the starting point of your breakthrough. David knew it. David Psalm 27, 14 says, yet put your hope in Adonai. Yes, put your hope in Adonai. That's what one version says. Yes, do it. Why? So that your life will start again. David is saying, it's true. Yes. Yes to Jesus. Yes to hope. Everybody open your mouth and say, yes to hope. Yes. <laughs> don't say I don't have hope anymore. It's all over. Don't say it's all over. Who will help me? Don't say that. Hope in him. Expect in him. Hallelujah. Hope is the catalyst of revival. He said, yet I will praise him. Hope in God. The Lord will break through for me. Open your mouth. The Lord will break through for me. Hallelujah. Praise God. David is saying, you know, out of his life experience, in 1 Samuel 30, David was in Siklag, a place called Siklag, a fire that killed down his house. Kidnapped his children, kidnapped his wives. And suddenly he has come into the lowest point of his own life. His own people are thinking about stoning him. It says, what is the use of putting our faith in this David? Look at what has happened to him. <laughs> they focused, followed him all his life. Suddenly at the David has come to his lowest point of his life where his wife and his children are all kidnapped. You know, the psychologist called this. You know, one of the psychologists said David was going through a post-traumatic stress. David there was suffering from a post-traumatic stress. A disorder characteristics, characteristics by the failure to recover after witnessing terrifying events. A post-traumatic stress. I've gone through with many years of my life and as a pastor I did not know what it was till God set me free. These conditions may last many months, years with triggers that can bring back memories of the trauma accompanied by intense emotional and physical reactions. There are 10 million cases every year in India. Symptoms may include nightmares, flashbacks, avoidance of situations that bring back the trauma, heightened reactivity to stimulus or stimulate anxiety or depressed mood. 
the post-traumatic stress. There are things that you have seen in your life that has brought up stress, things you have witnessed in your life. You know, every time you see something similar, it will take you back to your past. It will take you back to those memories. It will take you back to your depression. It will take you back to those emotional planes. It will take you back to those flashbacks. It will, it will, it will put you in that shell. You don't want to face that kind of a situation anymore. It will, it will uh, take you away from certain kind of. You don't want to face them. You're scared of being hurt with, and going through the same pain all over again. All over again. There's an anxiety. What was the lead up to that? When he was a teenager, when he was, you know, his own father rejected him. There were eight children. His own father did not believe in him. His father had, you know, favorites and he was not one of them. He was the last when the prophet came to anoint one of his church, sons as king. Jesse did not even think about David. He thought, I mean, this guy is not a king material. Hallelujah. Have you ever gone through that? He, your own father looking down, he was in the field and nobody called him. He was not even in the father's thoughts for greatness. That was the first encounter to this kind of a demeaning cycle of his life, a stress. For a child, it's terrifying that he's not remembered. I think one of the greatest hurts that you go through in life when you think that you're not remembered. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And next, he got a job in the palace as a musician to play for the king. He suffered tremendous workplace harassment when spears and javelins started coming at and become and the king became a nurse. How many of you are going through a workplace harassment? People are envious. Boss is envious. Then he thought, okay, marrying king's daughter will fix this. You know, like some people says, Pastor, my marriage will fix everything. Hallelujah. And some of you have, some of people who have married, some of us who have married, I will say, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> they will say, Oh my God, my marriage will fix everything. Only to complicate the complicated family dynamics. The father-in-law who hated him, his daughter now <laughs> hates him also. <laughs> now she despises him and criticizes him continually every day of his life, mocking him and putting him down. Look at what David is going through. I mean, this girl was doing it publicly. Say, just if, imagine if Dipti tells me something private, you know, and say, hey, Chako, you have to change this, you have to do this. I mean, still okay. But if she's going to do it publicly, or I'm going to do it publicly, I mean, it's going to embarrass. That's why husbands and wives never put your spouse publicly down. Hallelujah. There's an ouch factor that will take years and years, maybe never recover, never get healed. What is, you know, although I'm going through David's life, you know, a few things, you know, 
one warm. Bible says it was not good for man to be alone. So God brought a suitable helper to remove the loneliness of somebody else's life. I mean, your presence should bring more friendliness, not loneliness. Your presence should bring more support. Hallelujah. So here is what David is going through. And the top of that, they had a daughter who was molested by the own family member. And then he has a son who is trying to do a takeover attempt and was killed in the process. And a family attacking family. See, look at what David is going through in his life. And then again, David experiences traumatic stress, losing everything. In 1 Samuel 30, his house broken down. And on a bad day, devil caught him at his weakest time and he ended up committing adultery. Kill the wife of, uh, I mean, kill the husband of Bathsheba. And had a son through this uh, illegitimate relationship and his son dies. She became pregnant and son dies. He's hit the lowest point of his love. And here you see, at that moment, he is coming to the Ziklag, at the zenith of all the crisis of setback, family kidnapped, and he is smelling the ashes. Home burned down, old men planning to stone him. And the Bible says, this is what I want to say. This is what I want to say. He encouraged himself. He found strength himself in the presence of the Lord. He found his hope in the Lord. Come on church tonight. Hallelujah. I don't know what you are going through tonight. Post-traumatic stress. You are going seeing one problem after another. Hundred you down by one issue after another. Lost all strength. Hallelujah. Nobody there to support you. All alone. Come on. Hallelujah. You can retrieve and go back. You can call it a valley of accord or you can call it a door of hope. It is your opportunity. Hallelujah. It is your chance tonight. You can name it however you want. I will choose tonight. Hallelujah. Open your mouth and say, Hallelujah. No, none go with me. Still, I will follow. Still, hallelujah. In the hopelessness of hopeless situations. Hallelujah. Praise when unexpected things happen in my life. I'm not going to lose hope. I put the hope in the one who has hope. The one who gives me hope. The one who is the author of hope. His name is Jesus, the son of the living God. Thank you, Jesus. We have hope. Hope is the start of a breakthrough. Isn't it amazing his own men were going through a same thing that David was going through and instead of helping each other, they stopped blaming themselves and started blaming him. <laughs> have you ever gone through that, that somebody else also have made mistakes and instead of, hmm, instead of finding answers to their lives and changing their attitude, they point a finger at you. They blame you for the wrongs they have done. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I've gone through many times. But David did not give a piece of his mind. Instead of that, the Bible says he turned to God and found strength. That's what godly people do. 
God loving people do. They turn back to God. Let me tell you a few points. The power of a little bit of hope. The power of a little bit of hope started there. A little bit, a little bit of hope. Everybody said little bit. Not gigantic hope. He found strength in the presence of a little bit of hope. It all starts with a little bit. <coughs> a little bit of hope. A little bit of hope. Tonight, like Paul said in Acts 20, and all hope is lost from what he heard a voice say. He saw an angel there <laughs> with a little bit of hope. Hallelujah. We heard about those angels. Oh, I felt them a couple of times in my rooms. Hallelujah. And some people said they, one person said they actually saw an angel. Hallelujah. But a little bit of hope. There is a doctor who learned the history of people who have gone through life, defeated with setbacks of life, divorces, abuse, bankruptcy, losing everything. And after going through uh, the life cycles, treating them, he said they have learned something called psychological term, learned helplessness. And it is very similar to how we train elephants in India. You know, when they are little, you know, little elephants, we put a chain on the leg of the elephants and tie him on a post. So how much ever he tries to move forward, hallelujah. There is a place that he can't go any further and he stops. At some point, after trying over and over, he'll stop trying. And then the elephants become larger and larger. Hallelujah. And what happens? Elephants are so massive, it can just break off that chains. But there is a learned behavior. When it feels the chains, it'll stop. Because mentally they've learned what they call learned helplessness. Mentally what they've learned is called learned helplessness. Everybody say learned helplessness. Hallelujah. Because the moment you feel a chain, you said, no, enough is enough. I give up. I'm not going to try. How many of your people are that? The moment you feel a bondage, the moment you feel a block, you stop raising, you stop praying, you get into a discouraged moment, you get watching a IPL or movie and you go into the life cycle and you lose interest of everything spiritual, post-traumatic stress and you go into your hiding, you go into your shell, you don't even take the calls of the pastor, you don't even do anything. Hallelujah. Have you, have you gone through that? Bible says in Proverbs 13, 12, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but the dream fulfilled is a tree of life. Hope deferred, postponed, makes the heart sick. Some of our heart is sick, but the Lord is healing tonight. The Lord is opening up your heart tonight. God is healing tonight. He is raising up your hope tonight. Victory by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Usually it is said, don't raise your hopes up. But when we have Jesus as the Lord of our lives, 
we will raise our hopes up to the highest of the highest. Hallelujah. Amen. Raise your hopes up, I'm saying tonight. Hallelujah. As your pastor of this church, I'm saying raise your hopes up tonight in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life, which means hope is connected to your dreams. Hope is important to reach your dreams. Hallelujah. Amen. So how to come out of it? Romans chapter 5 and verse 5. Let's open our Bibles tonight and read it. Romans chapter 5 and 5. It says, Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has given to us. It says, Hope shall not disappoint. Open your mouth and say, Hope shall not disappoint you because he has poured out his love into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. When the presence of God come into your life, Hallelujah. When the presence of God comes, it pours out God's love. You know, in Exodus chapter 34, 3, the Bible says, you know, no man would, uh, 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 you know, Exodus chapter 34, the Bible says, you know, in, in the mountain of the Lord, whenever the presence of God comes, something happened there. The Bible says, and no man shall come up with you and let no man be seen throughout all the mountain. Let neither flocks nor herds feed before that mountain because Moses was asked to come into that mountain because in, in, in Exodus 19 the Bible says when the presence of God came upon the mountain the mountain itself shook today the Bible says it, it's not the mountain that was shaking when the presence of God comes something happens in our hearts our heart shakes our heart responds because today the Holy Spirit is pouring out His love into our hearts not fear or Dread. He's pouring out his love. He's pouring out. That's why in the presence of God, his fullness of joy, his fullness of hope. You know why? He's pouring out his love. The presence of God. Hallelujah. He's giving us opportunity to grab on him, to take a hold of him. I like that word, grab on to him. Hallelujah. Something needs to happen when the, when the love of Jesus is poured out. Something needs to happen. No, Rodney Howard Brown, the man of God said, when the presence of God came upon all flesh, Bible says, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. The flesh will react. You might cry, you might laugh, you might clap your hands. You cannot just sit there like a dead uh, wood, like, like this. Amen. This is a response. There's an yes. You have to say yes to the Lord. Like my spiritual father said, you know, when the Lord comes in you to your life, you have to say yes. You cannot say no to him because he's so beautiful. He's pouring out his love. Yeah. One of the worship says, one bucket after another bucket. Wow. And the first thing that is broken is the spirit of disappointment. Hope does not disappoint you. Disappointed loses his power. Hallelujah. He loves you. Always understand. He loves you when you are disappointed. He loves you with your disappointments. Sometimes he says, Oh, I, I, I'm disappointed now. Not even the Lord will accept me. He loves you. Hallelujah. Then he loves you with all your disappointments. Because this is the love that brings
breaks the power of disappointment. It is disappointing, breaking power through God's love. Tonight, you might not have gotten the job that you thought. You might not have gotten the good break. You might not have gotten the ministry that you wanted. You might not get the money and the provision that you expected. You might not got the marriage that you earned for. Hallelujah. You might not receive the health that you are believing for. You might have been caught up in a relationship. Tuzzle. Hallelujah. Praise God. You look disfavored from everyone. I mean, so much of disappointments. Or like David, you thought God will use you, but God used somebody else. You're not remembered. But whatever the Bible is saying, He will pour out His love. He will break the power. You will not be disappointed again in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Somebody is watching me is disappointed in your marriage. God is healing tonight. God is healing of your disappointment marriage. Hope is the first sign that your heart is clear. Hope clears your heart of doubt. That's why Psalmist said, Open it again, yet I will praise him. Why are you? Disquieted within my, my soul. Open him again and yet I will praise him. It says it clears your heart of doubt. It clears your heart. You know, the greatest pain is when you doubt of God's love. When you doubt of the love of the somebody who you think that loves you. When you think God loves you and you can't experience it, you cannot feel the nearness of God's love. That's the greatest pain. Or somebody, just imagine I love you and you cannot feel the love of me. You feel, this, this pastor loves me. This pastor loved me. The doubt is that greatest pain. Hallelujah. Because you think, I've given a lifetime of loving God, loving somebody else and now here am I going? You know, it's a doubt. I've stepped out for God. I've done this for the Lord. I've stood with the church. I've stood with the pastor. Does God love me? The church love me? The doubt. Hallelujah. Praise God. But when the hope comes, when you focus on God's love, it removes both the doubts. Hallelujah. It removes the doubt of, about God's love. It removes the doubt about people who really loves you. That spirit of doubt leaves you. You'll hope again, you praise again, you'll see mm, light again. Hallelujah. It's like in a dark room, the tube light is switched on. You can see all over again. There is expectancy, there is how you can see the heaven, you can see safety again. Hallelujah. In a simple saying, there's another day in your life again. You feel like another day is added to your life. A beautiful day, let's put it like, a beautiful day is added. That's what hope does. You'll feel that and a beautiful day is added to your life. That's, that's, that's what happens. Hallelujah. God's love comes. How to come out of it? God's love. Number two, when you understand God's love, there's something that you learn called optimism. Hallelujah. If you can learn helplessness, always understand God's word in uh, the Bible says, 
in Romans 15:3 the bible says through these scriptures we will have hope the scriptures will teach us to be optimistic again it teaches us to be hopeful again in the same study uh the psychologist he took some rats also and put it in the water he put some rat uh, for about uh, 10 minutes and these the rats trying to swim for 10 minutes panic attack came you know they tried to be in that water they thought whether we live again completely you know like sometimes when we are hit with corona we have say panic attack is the first thing that comes whether i'll die you will not die hallelujah you will not die you will be delivered hallelujah praise god but here he, he experimented with the rats the rats died drowned because of the panic then he found out some more rats he put it in the water <laughs> he put it in the water after about 9 uh, uh, and 1/2 minutes he put his hand and lifted up those rats and fed them with food put them in an hour on the table you know and after one hour he put the rats again and the rats swam for instead of 9 and 1/2 minutes they swam for 18 minutes because <clears throat> this time they understood there is a hand <laughs> last time by 9 and 1/2 minutes when they were thought they were about to die a hand came and picked them up a hand came that give them hope a hand came them and fed them and made them comfortable and this time they swam for 18 minutes because they knew if they are about to get drowned a hand will come they understood by experience when i'm panicky when i think that it's over hallelujah there is a hand that takes care of me so next time he puts the rat they swam for 30 minutes and it went on like that the rats swam for 38 hours the psycho- psychologist said just as you learn helplessness you can learn optimism hope tonight if the bible doesn't preach to you let the rat preach to you the rat understood a little bit of hope if you feel if you can get a little bit of hope you can keep swimming and speaking forth in faith and smiling at the situation rejoicing in it if you have that little bit of hope hallelujah praise god hallelujah they understood by experience when they are about to lose a hand will come lifting them up hallelujah they learn optimism hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says faith is the substance of things hoped for and certain of things that we do not see faith is the substance of things hoped for which means the smallest level of faith is hope if you want to believe it doesn't start with mountain moving faith it starts with a little hope hoping to get out of this corona hoping to get come back to church hoping to get out of this addiction hoping to get that job hoping to get the kids have their future again hoping to see you and your wife serve the lord a little bit of hope it connects to your dreams john austin the man of god had 90 people at the age of 37 when he started the church but he saw a dream of having a thousand member seat hallelujah 
Praise God. Now, the son, John Austin has 20, 25,000 people on a Sunday. All started just hoping and with 90 people. <laughs> uh, this power and hope. Faith is the embryo. Faith in the embryo stage. Faith in the embryo stage is called hope. The rats would have said, keep on swimming because I know by experience a hand will come to reach and I can't take it anymore. Hallelujah. Tonight, some of you say, I can't take it anymore, pastor. It's over. It's gone. It's done. But a hand will reach out to provide for you, to take care of you. When you think that's over, when you think that, oh, I'm breathless. I'm Hallelujah. I'm losing my breath. Hallelujah. Other day, Pastor was saying somebody who had attacked by Corona was in the hospital and has breathless problems, thought he was going to die. And suddenly she started remembering all the talks that Pastor was ministering. Pastor was ministering and hope came again. That's what, hallelujah. That's what hope is. Said, I will live again. I will not die. I will come out of this again. I will reach my dreams. I will see my goals fulfilled. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's what you need to do. Hope again. And yet I will praise him. Some of you are hoping tonight. Praise is coming up. Praise offering up. Praise testimony is going to come your way. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The voice of giving up is over. The voice of giving up comes when I, you think you're not going to make it. When you don't see yourself. Hallelujah. Coming out of this, the wrong picture. You learn helplessness. But when you see the same hand that picked you up by experience will pick me up again. Optimism will come. Learn optimism. Remember the hand who picked you up last time. From a little bit of hope. Hallelujah. Learning optimism. Now you come to the door of hope. That's what the first scripture that we learn. I finish with that. The Lord is saying, I will turn the valley of Akkor into a door of hope a door of hope why a door there is a history for this valley of Akkor or Akkor it was a history of Akan who backslidden from the presence of God who got attached to the worldly stuff who got attached to the Babylonian garment which God said don't touch it he took a hold of it. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that place was called the Valley of Akkor because he hid it from the presence of God. He lied to the man of God. He did not honor the anointing upon Joshua who was leading them to the land flowing with milk and honey. He did not trust the word that was spoken through the man of God. He doubted what he said. And it ended as a place called the Valley of Akkor, the Valley of Trouble. There's a history there of rebellion, backsliding, sin, lack of discernment. It's a valley now. It's a valley now. Now God is saying, I will remove the history by putting a door there. Come on. 
He says, not only will I remove your history, he said, I will replace it with a door. Oh, hallelujah. A door of hope. His name is Jesus. Go to John chapter 10. John chapter 10. Hallelujah. Verse 7 it says, Jesus said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. He is the door of hope. The Lord is saying, Instead of trouble, I will put a door of hope. Hallelujah. A way of escape through this trial, through this temptation, through the mess that you made. I will give you a way of escape. His name is Jesus. He would lead you through your problem. Amen. The Bible says, I have come to give you. What is the door? He will lead you to a life abundance. I've come to give you life and life in order. It's abundance. The thief will not. God told me something like this. Thief will not steal from you again. Killer will not kill you again. Destroyer will not destroy you again. Come on. Hallelujah. Paul said it in 2 Timothy chapter 4. He will deliver you from the mouth of the lion, from the mouth of the corona. Open your mouth. Come on, declare it tonight. He will preserve me from all evil. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Why? There is a door of hope. His name is Jesus. Revelation 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. He's telling a principle here. Anybody listens and open, I will come. So, a door of hope is there, but the, the key holder is inside, not outside. Hallelujah. The door is there, but you have to invite Jesus. You have to invite Jesus into your situation. You have to open it by inviting Him. He is the door, but the power to open it is given to you. You have to invite Jesus. Yeah. We have a God who gave his own son. He was raised on the cross. For what? So that we can raise our hope. Oh, come on, church tonight. It's people who says don't raise your hope too high. But Jesus was raised so we can raise our hope. Not negative and pessimistic. Looking in your life, dark eyes, wounded eyes. Come on. The Lord is healing somebody's wounded eyes. I can, I can experience wounded eyes healing you tonight. In the name of the Lord. There's healing flowing tonight. Healing flowing tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you have hopeful eyes, our shepherd will lead us into new pastures. Hallelujah. You know that same word, hope, door of hope. It's in the, in, the, in the Hebrew language. It's the same word uh, used. Hatikwa. Hatikwa. It's a song that the Israelites would sing through the Holocaust. You know, saying that there is hope. You know, there's a song they used to sing. You know, through looking through the past history of Holocaust and what happened to the nation of Israel, and they say there is hope. There is a door of hope. 
the valley of trouble. Hallelujah. If Israel could say, having gone through the German Holocaust by Hitler, they can sing how much more you and me can sing. Hallelujah. Tonight, that's what the Lord said. Hallelujah. Open your mouth and say, acres of hope in the valley of heartbreak. God bless you. I pray this word will heal you tonight. Hallelujah. Praise God. Doctors would have given alarming news. Politicians, no news. The Lord is the door of hope. Hallelujah. He gives good news. Amen. Glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's close our eyes in prayer.